Denver Ad School is filled with passionate creatives from all different backgrounds. In this episode, I speak with art director Sabrina Sakente. Now, Sabrina has spent most of her life on the East Coast, so we talked about what it was like growing up just a train ride away from New York City, how studying public relations led to her to look at ad schools, and how she feels about living in Denver. My name is Jeff Allery, and this is Journey to Ad. Sabrina, thanks for being here with me today. Thanks for having me. Where are you from? I'm from New Jersey. What's it like growing up in New Jersey? I really like it just because I'm so close to the city. So that's like my favorite thing about New Jersey is that I have the city 30 minutes away. I have the beach like an hour away. Now by the city, I assume you mean New York City. Yes, yeah, New York City. I know, I always (laughs) say that and assume people know. And then everyone's like, the city, what does that mean? But yeah, so I've been like training in since I was little, which is really nice. I love it. And what do you love about New York City? I like being like in the flow of people. Like I like the rush. Like I like that everyone's always like busy. Everyone always feels like they have somewhere to go, some place to be. There's like even like Denver. My friend visited me in Denver. She's like Denver feels empty compared to New York. Like it feels yeah. like desolate. Like no one's here. Um, just like coming from there to here, like it's just such a big difference. So I like kind of having all the people and the rush. It makes me feel like I'm a part of something. Okay. Nice. What sorts of things would you do when you went into New York City? Like, were you into, like, the theater game? Did you go, like, shopping? Did you just kind of, like, walk around? Like, what did you enjoy doing in New York City? Yeah, so mainly I like walking around. But food is huge. Like, I love, like, trying out, like, all the different restaurants. Mm. Um, Going to get, like, a little dumpling spot on the corner in Chinatown. Like, there's just, like, so many cool spots that you would never think of. And, like, you could never hit all the spots. Like, that's what I like about it. So New York is so big that you always have something new to try. Mm -hmm. There's always new pop-ups and just so much going on, which makes it exciting. That's awesome. How often would you go into New York City? I guess when I got older, it started becoming more because my parents don't really like it. My brother doesn't really like it. So um, I couldn't really go when I was younger without them. But once I got old enough, like, my friends and I started driving in. Then my friend that I met at school, she um, she's from New Jersey, but she went to school in Brooklyn, high school in Brooklyn, because she would train in all the time. Okay. She like taught me like how to use a train, how to use the subway, and how to like work that. And once I like knew how to do that, it was so much easier to just like my dad dropped me off at the train station, and then in college I would go like whenever I was home for break, like all summer I had an internship there, so I would go in like four times a week. So once I got older, it ended up being a lot more. Sure. Okay. Now, growing up in New Jersey, was the area you were in more suburban or did it still kind of have an urban feel? No, it was definitely suburban. I grew up in like a really small town. Um, So my high school was like four of these small towns from New Jersey all in one high school because there was my town wasn't big enough to make up the high school. Yeah, but it wasn't farmy. Like I wasn't like New Jersey, like central (laughs) Jersey farm. I was just like, a little suburban town. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I gotcha. So kind of having that suburban area and then having New York right there, I imagine there was still like probably some kind of quiet moments, like times where you kind of like to yourself and had to like fill your own time being in like such a small town. Was that kind of the case? Yeah, I guess in in high school, I actually played a lot of sports. So like that was kind okay. of like kept me 
that was just like a super busy part of my life. I thought I was gonna be like going to college to play a sport, which I didn't do because I just didn't. I got into a better college for academics than I did for sports. Okay. So that's why I ended up not doing that. But I had like all these like travel teams and stuff, so there wasn't like a lot of downtime in high school, I guess. So that kept me pretty busy. Sure. Yeah. Were you always into sports as a kid? My dad loved sports, and I think he wanted, like, us to be into sports. Like, I was into it. Like, I liked it, and, like, um, that's how I got all my friends in high school. Like, we were all on the same team, and then that's where the parties happened. Like, kids, like, were, like, the sports teams that throw the parties. That's how, like, you kind of got into that scene. Sure. So that's kind of, I mainly did it for friends, which sounds weird. Bad to say, but um, it's a social outlet. Kind exactly, of too. it was like a social thing, and that was kind of why I did it. I did like playing, but it wasn't like if I didn't play in college, like it was like end game. Like I didn't mind not playing at all. Okay, yeah. what, what sports did you play? I played field hockey, basketball, and lacrosse. Okay, did you have a favorite of those three? Lacrosse was my for sure favorite, just because it's like just fun and it's like kind of girly like you wear like a skirt to play i don't know it's just like fun <laughs> it was my favorite one yeah, yeah i gotcha well that's cool in addition to the sports did you have any kind of other hobbies as you were growing up anything that you did that was kind of like in a creative sphere i actually like i always thought i wasn't creative i don't know why like i just like grew up and i was like no, I want to become a dermatologist because I have bad skin, so I'll help other people. And like that was kind of like my like always my thought. And I was like, I'm not really creative, but then I always did like paint, like you know, paint on like the whatever on your computer. Oh, like a Microsoft Paint. Yeah, Microsoft Paint. Okay. I always did that when I was like in high school. Like I would make people backgrounds and I like draw all this stuff, but I never really connected that to me being creative. I guess I thought I just did that because I like doing that. But people would like ask me to make them like. There are screensavers on our Voyagers and like stupid stuff like that. And okay. I would love doing that. So I guess that was kind of, I guess, maybe where like I started liking graphic design and like that kind of stuff. Gotcha. But so yeah. like you weren't into like drawing or anything or like, like reading necessarily, like Microsoft Paint was kind of that first part <laughs> that it like came out. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do, I was never really a reader. I always wanted to read, like I would buy books and I never, I like start reading them and then I just never finish them. I don't okay. know why. I just, I love the idea of books. I just need to be better at reading them. Sure. Um, even like now, like when teachers recommend books, I try to like always buy them and read them on planes and stuff. Like, mm -hmm. but I'm like forced. To read them, like sit down and actually <laughs> Yeah, where you actually have to sit down for that yeah. two hours or however long. But I never did, Um, I guess, yeah, my most creative thing. I never did like drawing or anything. I took, um in college, I ended up being like an art minor. Okay. So like I took like all the drawing classes and I would do like a bunch of like abstract paint classes. It was more because I thought it was really fun. But then I ended up like buying paint, like doing stuff like that in my free time. But like as I got older, not like super young, I guess, like in college. Sure. Okay. Well, so let's go ahead and talk about college then. So you grew up kind of in the, in the Northeast and mm -hmm. that's a very kind of distinct vibe for people. Where'd you end up going to school? I went to university of Miami. Okay. So you went down. Yes. <laughs> but, yes. Okay. What was, uh, what was kind of the culture there like? Like what drew you to Miami? I went to Miami because I wanted, um, I just wanted the warm weather. Like I wanted to be by the beach. I wanted a city. So that was kind of my main reasons for going there. I was like, sure. oh, I'll be tan all year round. Like, that would be perfect <laughs> for me. 
But Miami's interesting because all my friends I met there are all from the Northeast. So really, yeah, okay. everyone there is like New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, and then obviously Miami is like probably the next big like world there. Yeah. yeah. So it was. It ended up being good because like all my friends are still close to me. Like when well, when I go home, I'll be close to like everyone that I met at college, which is really nice. Yeah, that's really cool. So Miami, so you didn't go there for sports. <laughs> Did you have an idea of what you wanted to do when you were going to college? Like kind of when you started out? Um, I started out thinking I was going to do like, be like med school. And I was like, oh, I want to become a dermatologist. That ended quick. Okay. I took like bio one, couldn't do it. And then I was like, oh, I'll just go into the comm school, like whatever. So I transferred into the communication school. And then I stuck with PR all the way through. Okay. But they kind of made it seem like PR was advertising. Like they kind of just like intertwined the two and they're like, oh, you'll be working on these big campaigns and doing all this. And then mm. I like really liked that. But then when I got my first PR internship, it was nothing like that. And I was like, oh my God, this is horrible. I'm like sending emails <laughs> to people all day. Like I'm just like not doing any of the fun stuff. Like I'm just like doing the media interactions and none of the like creativity that goes into it. Okay. So once I realized that, then I like transferred, not transferred, but like I like switched paths and was like, I need to do something after school because I can't, I hate PR. I cannot like be like stuck in that path. Sure. And I didn't have a book or anything. So I was like, I need to go back to school. Okay. Um. So that's how I decided I needed to go you back. Ended up, okay. Yeah. Cool. So public relations. So what sorts of things do you talk about like in a class like that's a public relations class? Um, it's all like learning how to write a press release or how okay. to get people to come to your event. Like, I, I just remember press releases is huge and like how to write in like AP style. Like that was like another big thing, like how to write in this mm. like certain style that was like very newsy. Um, yeah, I remember. So I was a, a copy editor for this student newspaper in mm -hmm. school. And so AP style was, you know, the holy grail of everything. Yeah. You, know, you had to like follow that to a T. And yeah, it is just like kind of that standard, like newspaper talk and like formula and everything. So it'd be kind of dry, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it's so dry. Just like, and I didn't really think anything of it until I realized at the internship I'm like this is definitely not what I want to do because mm -hmm. they made it seem like it was going to be fun I guess because they kind of like put us with the advertising kids and then we seemed like we were like one of them but that like we weren't one of them at all okay yeah gotcha so when was it kind of along the way that you realized you were craving that creativity piece of it rather than just kind of the I feel like it's from what you're describing, the public relations is very kind of like tactical. Yeah. And kind of like how we're going to put this into place or kind of when we're going to like announce this thing. So when was it kind of then that you realized there was kind of creativity was what you wanted to have instead? Yeah. So I was a part of like the on-school creative agency. And oh, okay. so it was like a bunch of different sections. There was like, creative advertising PR like business admin like all like it was like a big like fake agency of all of us and I would see like the other art directors and they would have like these like really cool portfolios and like all the stuff that they made and I'm like I want to do that I don't want to be in my I don't want to be like creating like the media book and like stuff like that like that's mm -hmm. so fun to me 
So then literally I did that for like half a year, that agency. And then I like told the woman and I was like, I really, I don't want to be public relations. Like I want to be like the art director. I want to do something like fun, like what they're doing. Yeah. Then she was like, oh, well, you should go back to, you should go to portfolio school after this because that's what I did. She actually worked for CPB in Miami, my teacher. Okay. Um, before it shut down and then became like the agency or on school agency teacher. Yeah. So then she was like, you should go to portfolio school. That's what I did. And then I like looked up all portfolio schools. I was originally going to Miami ad school. Um, yeah, I was going to say, so being in Miami, so was Miami ad school a draw for you to kind of then like stick around for a while? Yeah. Miami ad school is huge. Like we would always go to like Miami ad school, I guess like students of that school who then became like teachers would like teach us. Oh, um, so like they always like vouched for Miami at school, but I didn't want to stay in Miami because I've been there for four years. So I've seen it. Mm-hmm. So I did, I got into Miami at school, San Francisco, and okay. I was going to go there. And then they canceled the program on me. Like the day of graduation, they canceled that program on me. And I was like, what am I going to do now? Oh, like no. I literally like, this is my whole plan. Like I thought I was like good after school. I'll go right to this like program. And then they canceled it. And then I was like, oh, fine. I'll find another program. And then I found Denver Ad School randomly. So what what was your thought process? Because at that point, Denver Ad School was very much kind of still in its infancy and everything. Mm-hmm. Like you're part of the first class. What was what were you was going through your head when you were like considering going to this new school? So once they canceled Miami Ad School, I was like, I need to find a new city. That was like my main thing. I was like, okay. I don't care where I go. I want to be in like a really cool new city and I want the school to be cool. Mm-hmm. I looked at Chicago Portfolio School, but then like all the reviews were kind of like, they're kind of like outdated in their teaching ways. Like mm. they do like a lot of stuff that just like isn't what is the industry standard anymore. Just like not the best reviews. And okay. then I really didn't want to be, I think the other one was like in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. And I just didn't, I have been to Atlanta and it's not my favorite city. So I just didn't want to go there. Okay. And then I was like, Denver Ad School. Someone like wrote in a group chat and was like, Denver Ad School is opening, whatever. If anyone wants to go, like, here's the link to sign up. So then I was like, yeah. okay, this is weird because there's no other class. The website looked really cool. And I was like, okay, that's a plus. Like, they know how to make their website. <laughs> they talked about themselves good on the website. They're like, oh, like, we're going to be this like new ad school. And like, you have all these, like, we're going to be. I guess, like, hipper than Chicago Portfolio School, yeah, basically. Yeah, we kind of got this new punk vibe, like, you know, yeah. like, we're the movers and shakers here. It seems cool, and that was something that I was, like, I was willing to take a chance, but then when I talked to, like, my parents about it, they were really not into the whole idea. They were right. like, and I was like, you don't want to be the guinea pig, like, let other kids be the <laughs> guinea pig, like, all this stuff, and I was like, well, I don't know, like, let me go visit, so then me and my dad visited um, okay. Denver. And then I got to talk to Heather and Jesse. Mm-hmm. And then once I got to actually talk to them in person, they were a lot more convincing in person. And just like seeing them and like their ideas for stuff made me want to come. Okay. So then I made the decision to come, even though my parents really <laughs> hated that idea. Nice. Um, but it ended up being the best decision ever. And I'm so happy with it. But nice. it was nerve wracking at first being this first class to go through. I'm sure. Was that visit with your dad to Denver, was that your first time out here to Denver? Yeah, I've never been to Denver. We actually landed, whatever, we landed in the airport and we were driving into the city. 
Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that drive, it kind of like sucks. And I was like, yeah. Oh my God, this is where I think I'm going to live. Like, there's no, I'm not living here. Like, I'm not going to like, I literally drove through like, the, like it felt like I was in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, oh my god! This you is should horrible. try driving through the eastern part of Colorado, <laughs> not just from the airport. If you think that's the middle of nowhere, <laughs> I know. I was like, oh. And then once I got to this area where the school is, I was like, okay, this is more my vibe. It reminds me of like just like a little like Brooklyn area with all these brick buildings and okay. like cute. And I was like, okay, I like this a lot better. Yeah. So you've been here for about a year now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's what's Denver like? Like how does it stack up for you kind of with New York and Miami, which I assume are both very different vibes from mm-hmm. what Denver is? I like Denver. Like I thought think it was really cool to live here mm-hmm. for the year and a half or year and a few months that I'm gonna be here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a place that I would ever wanna like live more than that. Okay. Like, I like my experience here. Like, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I just don't see myself ever staying here any longer than what I've already done. Okay. So I feel like I've seen, I've seen the whole city. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, like, done everything in, well, I guess in Denver. Not, like, all of Colorado. There's so much to do in Colorado. Sure. And I'm also not, like, I'm not the big outdoorsy girl. Okay. Like, I don't, <laughs> I've done camping. I don't like camping. And I've done, what other stuff is there, like, Skiing and snowboarding, I just, I, I don't, I can do it. I just don't like being cold on, like, the top of the mountain. It's, just, it's too much for me. <laughs> but, so, I don't know if it's, like, has, like, that kind of stuff, I think, would be perfect for someone who likes the outdoors. Mm-hmm. It's just not my favorite activity Okay. To do. So, if Denver Ad School wasn't here, would you have had any interest in living in Denver? No. Okay. I for sure would. I wouldn't have home. There's a, I wouldn't have come to Denver, probably, mm-hmm. even though my family, like, just planned a ski trip here, so, like, I don't know if they would have done it if, like, I wasn't here, okay. not to Denver, but, like, to Vail, because, okay. like, they always do ski trips, but normally they keep it on the East Coast, Sure. but they decided they wanted to, like, obviously have better mountains or better snow and all that kind of stuff. And take advantage of you being out here, I'm sure. Exactly, yeah, so now they're, they're coming out here, but I probably would never have ventured out here okay yeah so do you have a desire then to go back to like new york or like some place that you've already seen or are you looking for that next city and that next new experience i think something new i'm okay. kind of willing to go wherever like obviously i'm applying to jobs so like wherever there are jobs i'm willing to go to kind of whatever city but i want sure. it to be a new city so LA, San Francisco, like even like Portland or Seattle would be cool for me because I've never even been anywhere over there. Okay. If I could get a job in a different country, that would be really cool. Ooh. I just know they don't really do like visas for like young art directors, <laughs> but um, I think that would be so cool to get like a job in Sweden or like Barcelona and just like live there for a year. Like I should do it now. Young. Yeah, for sure. Have you been over to to Europe before? I did study abroad in college, and I went to Barcelona, and I really liked it. Okay. But I wasn't there for too long. It was like the summer one. So okay. I was there for like four weeks. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Still, I mean, that's that's awesome. So I know from working with you, and also from talking to other people, that you tend to be on the quieter end. <laughs> Um, which is fine because I'm also on the quiet <laughs> right usually. 
and you, I feel like, have a very good ability to just kind of like hyper focus on like the task at hand and accomplishing that. Is that just kind of you and your talent? Does that come from kind of like your East Coast background that you're kind of more just kind of like focused on things? What's kind of your reaction to that? Yeah, I would say that I don't like, yeah, I guess like an East Coast mentality, like stuff here just like takes, people are just like kind of slow to move on things. Like mm -hmm. I don't like, like I'm not indecisive at all. Like I would never, like I can make decisions immediately. Like if there's no, like I don't need to like sit on things and like overthink it. Like if I know what I want, I kind of know what I want. So that's one thing. I just like indecisive people kind of drive me nuts. Like I just like need a decision made. Um, yeah. And also like nothing, I'm in school. It's not like I'm making like decisions for like major companies. I'm making it for like fun projects that I'm doing. So there's kind of no need. I think that's how I think about it. There's no need to like be indecisive right now. Sure. This is a chance to make mistakes. So like I'm not like precious with that kind of stuff right mm -hmm. now. And quiet, I would say I'm like I am definitely quieter. Like I let other people kind of like take the presentation out of my hands. I think other people are like so good at talking. So um, a lot of kids in my quarter, they they're just like really good with their words. And mm -hmm. sometimes I kind of stumble on my words. So I'm like, okay, you guys can just you guys can like present <laughs> it today. But I think once you get to know me, then I talk more. Like especially like in like one on ones and that kind of stuff. Sure. I think I'm more open once I get like comfortable yeah and I will say too like even though you're quiet I feel like when you do speak like I I've never really noticed you stumbling over your words per se like you always seem to have like direction so like your thought and everything which I think is really cool because like I think it's it's showing that like even when you're quiet you're still like thinking and like processing things and like listening with intent thank you Hopefully that's true. If not, no, it's a great I am. Compliment. No, I'm a good listener. That's like that's something that I can do. Like listening, like yeah, I don't want people to think I'm just like not. Sometimes even on Zoom, like I get nervous to like cut people off. Like that's like so hard to do. Like in person, I'm a little bit better, but then like on Zoom, like having the chance to speak, like I don't want to cut anyone off. So I'm like, I'll text them like after their presentation. I don't want them to think that I'm just like sitting there not thinking. Mm -hmm. So like I text people after their presentations, and I'm like, oh, I really like this. Like I had this idea for this. Just because yeah. sometimes trying to get a word in on Zoom is like a little bit tough. There's already that awkward dance in terms of like, oh, so I was thinking, oh, no, no, you go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hate that. That's like my biggest <laughs> thing. I'm like, oh, you go. Yeah, no, right? Yeah, that's the classic. You're like, ah. it's like one of those like Zoom decorum things. Yeah. Um, so going then kind of along the lines of that decisiveness. So when you're coming up with ideas or like kind of deciding how you like want to execute something do you have a feel right away that like oh this is this is the direction i think like this is where i want to push this to or are you the kind of person who is still kind of like throw a few ideas out there and just kind of see what sticks i would say it depends for what it what i'm doing okay. like i think like art direction wise if I, I have like a photographer in mind and like a font in mind i kind of like okay i love this direction i want to do this mm -hmm. and i kind of just like throw that idea out there and i'm like okay i think this is like working really well or like i'll throw like one or two ideas out there but not like 
a bunch. Mm -hmm. But then with executions, I think I'd rather just think of as many as I could and then kind of get people like what other people are feeling. I feel like that, um, I just like really like like designing like prints and branding and all that kind of stuff. So Mm -hmm. I think I have a stronger idea of what I like. So I can like make decisions better on that. Okay. In execution, sometimes I'm like, is this good? I don't know. And then <laughs> I'm just like, oh, we'll just like throw it out and see what other people like. Meanwhile, I feel like I'm more confident with my ideas on like certain design things. Like okay. I know it looks good almost. Sure. Yeah. Sabrina is so impressive in that nothing seems to face her, and she always brings well-designed work to the table. Let's take a quick ad break before we hear more from Sabrina Sakente. Hey, I'm Vinny Slice, owner of Vinny's Slices. Everyone knows that New York is the pizza capital of the world. We practically invented this stuff. Well, here at Vinny's, we got the best New York pizza. I'm saying this is what everyone is talking about. We're the Yankees of pizza. Now, don't get me started. What? Joey, no, Joey, I'm doing the commercial. Just, just give me a beer and a water. Now don't get me started on other pizza styles. Chicago deep juice is just cheese pie. Detroit style is just a square and fuck Boston. Any other town that says they got pizza is a joke. So get your ass out of whatever joke of a town you live in and come to New York for a slice of Vinny's. We're back with Sabrina, where we spend more time discussing how she became so familiar with design, our mutual appreciation for how much time goes into making art, and how she uses her design thoughts to expand the appeal of brands. So kind of going down that design path, so you mentioned that you took some art classes in college. Did that kind of fuel kind of your design then intent like were the classes you were taking focused on like the adobe things or kind of how did that all kind of line up so that now you are like such a a talented designer in high school my mom actually saw that i was on paint all the time she was like you should take graphic design classes because i think you would be good at it and i was like i don't want to do that i thought it's so horrible (laughs) and then my mom is right she's always right and she was like moms are usually right yeah (laughs) so i took those classes and then um i got like the basics down so then when i got to college like we had to take those classes anyways for pr i don't really know why so then i would take those graphic design classes and i was pretty good at them because i already had like that experience Mm -hmm. and then once i took the art classes i realized that all those students were actually like even like i knew how to do like photoshop and InDesign. like that was kind of like I, that's all I knew how to do. That's all they taught us. But like Illustrator was like new for me. Like I didn't really know anything about that. Okay. But all the kids in my art classes all had like, like we would draw on their, like draw in InDesign, but like with like their um, Wacom tablets. Okay. So like they all had that and I didn't have that. So then when I would go home for breaks in like December and the summer, I would go into the city to this design school and I would take uh, Illustrator classes to catch up with them because I wanted to, I wanted to be on the same page as them. I didn't want sure. to be behind. So then I would go and take those classes. They were like a week long. They weren't long at all. Mm-hmm. But just so I could get, I wasn't behind. And there's still, there's always so much to learn with it. Like even like coming here, I've learned so much. And just there's always st- new stuff on Adobe to learn. But mm-hmm. I think 
I, yeah, having those art classes made me eager to learn more so I could like keep up with them and basically just be as good as them. Yeah. Did your kind of taking those art classes kind of make you have a different appreciation for kind of like the design that you were doing and then just like design out in the world? Yeah. Well, I made me think that like, like I would do stuff. I had like really, like all my professors were really good and they would just be like, okay, this isn't done yet. Like I always thought that I was done. Like I was like, oh, this is done. And they'd be like, no, it's not done. But it was like abstract. I was like, how is it not done? Like, just, like, <laughs> it looks done to me. But then they're always, they were also always right. So like I would keep like going, pushing them and they always looked so much better in the end because mm-hmm. I kept pushing them. So I just, it gave me appreciation. Yeah. For just like, artists in general about how much time it takes like I would do like little projects that would take like a semester's worth of time but then there's artists that spend like hours and hours and hours on their artwork because like they all they know it's like it's never finished like you can always like keep going and keep making it perfect yeah so yeah I gain appreciation for like how much time these artists just put in and they like make it look effortless yeah no it's crazy I know so I I like to draw some in my own time what do you draw? So I, I'm not good at like, just creating something out of my head. Mm-hmm. I like to like look at something and then draw it. So a lot of times it's like, I'll draw like animals or like I'll draw scenes or I find drawing, like making drawings of like animation is like very easy. Cause like you can already see like kind of the lines and everything like sketched out. Yeah. And then I like the drawing piece of it, but what I really like is kind of the coloring and shading of it the yeah. most. Just that to me, I really enjoy. I, I draw pretty much exclusively with colored pencils. Um, yeah. and I've been doing that since I was a little kid. My dad got me into that. And so that's always just been kind of a fun thing for me. It's not, <laughs> I feel like, it's more relaxing for me, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily have the same like feel for like, oh, like something should be this way. Like I don't have like the decisiveness yeah, yeah. necessarily to be like, oh, like this is the direction like an art thing should go. So like, I don't think I'm an art director. I think I have an appreciation <laughs> for like, for art and like have like ideas of like how to make stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I've always been kind of like the writing piece of it always comes more naturally for me in terms of like making ads and whatnot. you should put your drawings like you should keep your drawings and then yeah. like scan them so you have them on your computer so you can put them on your website as like a side thing like yeah oh i like drawing it just like makes it just like adds something you know yeah for sure yeah so i've started kind of posting some of them on insta on my instagram um oh, just cool. for fun and then so actually so the, the way my drawings started is so my dad when i was growing up would instead of like wrapping Christmas packages and like traditional wrapping paper, he would wrap them in plain brown paper and then he would draw on them and decorate them. Oh, that's so nice. And so it's kind of cool because then you get this like personalized like package each year. And so uh, being a little kid, I wanted to be just like my dad. Mm -hmm. So I copied him too. And so um, like probably five years ago now, my mom got like a huge scrapbook and so she's been saving all of our drawings from like the past like 25 years or something and so you can go back and you can see kind of like my progress from like a little kid so it's really cool actually yeah um but yeah so i maybe i'll find some kind (laughs) of display those and whatnot 
I like that gift wrapping idea. I'm gonna steal that. That's really cool that he does that. Yeah, it's kind of fun. And then it's just I don't know. It's kind of like cool for me too because it gives me an excuse. Like I, even if I like haven't spent time drawing throughout most of the years, like all right. It's December. I know I'm going to draw at least like three new things and like that will be like fun for me. You have so you have that sort of background that you built up in design and you kind of have those like art kind of direction classes. Do you have a desire to kind of further pursue down that designer route or is art direction kind of where you see yourself? Right now, I'm looking at like design studios okay. um, because I do really like branding and like even having um you didn't see the classes like the typography classes with some of the teachers mm -hmm. um and like seeing their studios I'm like that's exactly what I want to do like I want to work at a studio like this even that there is like art direction that goes into it but it's not like typical I guess agency art director vibe but yeah. So I think I don't want to go to like a super small shop. Obviously, I want to go to like a bigger shop. Like I know like Mother in New York has like Mother Design. It would okay. be like really cool to do something with like Mother Design to like attach to Mother, the big hub. Yeah. So right now I am looking in that direction just because I really like branding and that kind of stuff. Sure. So I think that's where my focus is currently. Sure. So you you're more interested kind of in like almost like the nitty gritty of like getting down and like making something as opposed to like ideating it is that what you'd say yeah i would say yeah i like making it i also like i do like thinking about like the look and feel i guess that's like a different idea thinking sure. but like it yeah like what is like is this gonna have like in 90s like retro look or is it gonna have like i don't know like a current like look i don't know you know what i mean like i, sure. I, I like want to think of like that type of Thought. and like, I do like thinking of like executions on like fun like merch that you can do with it but yeah. I guess I'm more interested in the design aspect rather than okay so I want to kind of chase that then because you and I did the sports branding class together mm -hmm. and so you worked on the designing for the Syracuse Crunch and what I thought was really cool so Syracuse Crunch is a minor league hockey team right yeah and so you kind of took like that base like minor league hockey and like you you made it like an awesome like design and everything but then you expanded it almost into like a lifestyle brand i feel like mm -hmm. so what was kind of like your inspiration behind that like why did you want to take like a hockey team and then make it into this like bigger thing well i saw like i saw this canadian football team do something but i don't remember the name i don't know if you know the name of it i don't remember the name of it no. <laughs> but this canadian football team did this they just rebranded something with an m but they rebranded and they made all like their like photo shoots kind of look like lifestyle like it wasn't very sportsy it was just okay like they had like really nice clothes and really good like their uniforms are well designed and then their logo was like super nice so they had all these like lifestyle shots that just looked really cool and like yeah. maybe that won't appeal to the audience of just like football fans but like I think it could like attract like a new audience like someone like me who's into like I like sports but like maybe if like there was the sports team like advertised in a certain way I'd be like more interested mm -hmm. so I was like okay this hockey team um I can do whatever I want with it yeah. and I have this like there's this photographer that I or Instagram photographer, his name is Dispose of Rose, and he just like does all these like really cool 
disposable. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he takes them on like a real film camera now. He shoots like all these athletes, like I don't know, like I don't, I, I'm not really good with athlete names, but yeah. he shoots all these athletes, and then I basically just, like took all those pictures that he did and like put and then put like my like logo on them because mm-hmm. he just like has this really cool style. So it would be cool if like they did like make their Instagram like something that would like appeal to like a younger audience. Yeah. I think that would be. And especially for like a minor league team, like you're not, like you're not like a professional team. So like you can kind of have like more freedom to do this kind of stuff. Sure. So that was my thought process. You're probably also pulling from like a very local, like sports base too. And so there's not necessarily going to be like a lot of opportunity to like expand your fan base, I'm sure. But yeah, I thought what your stuff was really cool because it did do probably that or it would do that where it's like appealing people that maybe aren't just like sports fans but then could just be like fans of like the brand or something yeah like i want people to like want to wear their stuff like i like go to my family like a giant family like they like okay. we had tickets we go all the time but like, i hated wearing like i don't want to go to the giants game and like a giant sweatshirt that's just like ugly like i just like hated it and then my dad would always buy it for me but like, i'm like i really don't even like wearing it it's like not yeah cute but that so then if like I could design clothes like basically I would design stuff that like I would want to wear like so like okay. sweatshirts and stuff like or like beanies like I would wear that so mm-hmm. other people would probably feel cool wearing it mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome do you feel like then kind of when you are designing something or kind of whenever you're making stuff that you're looking for opportunities to kind of like expand the brand or kind of like push them in a new direction like kind of how do you how do you approach like thinking about what sort of like vibe that you want the brand to have yeah i guess sometimes i feel like most of my things actually i do i do try to like do something new with them Mm -hmm. um like even me and you were working on spotify yeah and like we have like this whole new feature and it's just like fun to like take something that they have, like, whatever, Spotify is such a good interface, and then, like, create something new within it, and then, like, rebrand that, like, to make it, like, feel part of it, but then also something cool and, like, it's new about it. And yeah, and I think it, that creates interest in the brand, so, um, yeah, I think that kind of thing is, like, fun for me, because, like, rebranding, but, like, not overhauling the brand. It's, just, like, adding this new thing that, like, makes people want to yeah be a part of it it's like it's complementing it and yeah. then it's expanding it as well exactly each of sabrina's designs that i have seen offer a fresh take on something that is familiar by pushing things in new directions i really think she could make the syracuse crunch the coolest minor league hockey team with her work on it we wrapped up our conversation with another edition of ask the host like you don't have to name a specific person, but who is like your favorite type of person to work with? Like who do you get along best with? Like someone who's like outgoing and like pushes you or someone who's like quieter and like you can kind of like talk with them like on like a more personal level. Like who do you work the best with or like what type of person? Yeah. And you can give an example of a person if you feel like sure. Well, Sabrina, naturally I work the best with you. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> um so I think, so with my personality, I describe myself, I'm an extroverted introvert. Mm-hmm. So I'm very much, am like in my own head and I 
think and like I think about things before I say them rather than thinking out loud. Mm -hmm. And so I can guide a conversation like if if I need to or just kind of based on whatever like the rapport is with the other person. But I think I generally work better with someone who is more outgoing, but if they're like, if they just talk a mile a minute and are just like constantly like putting ideas out there and everything, then that's not exactly my cup of tea. Cause I like to like put something out there and then think about it and mm -hmm. then try to expand on it rather than just like getting a whole bunch of stuff out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think for me, I always, I work better with kind of like quality than quantity. And I work better with people who they'll take the lead a little more kind of in terms of the conversation, but they kind of allow that time for me to like think and process and then kind of have a conversation about it. Yeah. So I think, I think Shantice, who's in my quarter, so she and I have worked a lot together. She and I kind of understand each other very well where she like, she will like go and like think out loud and put ideas down and then we'll kind of like look and see what we have. Like I'll take notes on that and then we'll talk about it. And then like it kind of lets me kind of get my like two cents in it too. So I think that's kind of the, the sort of person that I kind of work best with and vibe with. Yeah. And I think that's also kind of the people that I enjoy like hanging out with the most too. They're like in, in my own time, like a lot of my friends are people that, are a little more extroverted and like do talk a little more than I do. And I'm content to sit there and listen and like contribute mm -hmm. when I have some witty <laughs> comment to make. But then I know too, that when I'm going to say something that they're going to like, listen and like, let me yeah, yeah. like have, have the light there. Cool. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> <Me too. laughs> yeah. It's totally normal. <laughs> That wraps it up for another episode. Sabrina Sakente will finish at Denver Ad School after the fall 2020 quarter. I'm Jeff Ollery. Thank you for listening to this episode of Journey to Ad.